0: Hello and welcome to your weekly roundup of all the latest news and ramble about the world of electric cars from the team at electrifying.com. This week, we're going to be chatting about Citroen, which has taken things up another notch when it comes to being a bit bonkers. I'll be talking about a card that I can't actually tell you about yet, so that will be tricky. And we'll be telling you all about the new Rotary Club. Welcome to the Kilowatt Half Hour. I'm Ginny Buckley. And today on the podcast, we have got Nicola. Hello, Nick. How are you? Hey, you? Oh, have you? oh, okay. I need to talk about what you're wearing a bit later on. But in the meantime, let's like, say we, hello to Tom. We don't have to do discuss need, that. I, I, no, I think we do. I think we do have to discuss that. You've come from manoeuvred somewhere. How are you, Tom?
1: I'm good, thank you.
0: You're you're chained to the desk. I can see.
1: I am. I am. But oh. I've been out this week. And, and we'll, we'll talk about here, later. About that. And we
0: have a we have a very special guest. We have got James Batchelor, aka Batch, aka Batch Match, my on-screen husband from another life.
1: Oh. <laughs> and, and according to Wikipedia, Hello. he was your actual husband, wasn't he? Could be.
2: oh yes? Did you know? dispatch Well, somebody on Wikipedia says we're an actually married couple. Yeah.
1: But but not just, just that. It was on there, it got changed, and it got changed back again, and then it got changed back again, and then it got changed back again. Someone was most insistent that you two were actually married. Good Lord. Uh, I'm oh, sorry, to... impressed that
3: you kept going
2: back to chat, Tom. <laughs> I'll, have a, I'll have a word with Mother later <laughs> on, so, um, so uh, yeah. Like, love yeah, be on. <laughs> Lovely to be on. Thank you.
0: Oh, it's so nice to have you. So we've got, yeah, we've got a bit of a reunion because uh, Nicola, Batch and I—we all worked for a, another company in a previous life, didn't we? Yes. Uh, yes. So it is nice. Yes. Although we were, I wasn't at the same time as you two. No, you followed no. on from me. You, you, you yeah. Were, you were the lady that replaced me.
2: <laughs> yeah, you were the Ginny replacement, really. And um, apparently, the word has it engagement levels went through the roof after Ginny went. So um, that's due to Nicola. So,
0: <laughs> oh, Batch, I think we're losing you from the podcast. Hello. I, what I happens when you wear tight jeans? I, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Batch. It's, it's been lovely to have jeans. you on.
2: It's Chinos. I always wear Chinos, not jeans. How dare you? So, um, anyway. <laughs>
0: Right, should we just talk about cars instead of clothes? Yeah. <laughs> should we move on? Yeah. Um, so, Tom, let's start with you um, because you've been off to join the Rotary Club this week, haven't you?
1: Yeah. So, I drove the Mazda MX30 REV. Now, we've all driven the Mazda MX30 uh, and it's got the normal electric one and it's got a teeny tiny little battery and you'd be lucky to get 100 miles out of it in the winter and then it charges really slowly but if you ever open the bonnet of an mx30 there was this yawning gap literally i could hide under the bonnet of a mazda mx30 and they always said they were going to put a an engine in there a petrol engine and they finally done it and it's a rotary engine which is what mazda are kind of famous for And everyone else has given up on rotary engines but mazda is saying no we're going to carry on and in theory, it's quite a good idea because they're small and compact and th- they can be made more reliable because they've got a bit reputation for braking uh, because it's running at a constant speed if it's just generating electricity, which is what it's doing in this MX-30. And it works,
0: mm, but just I not sense very well. a but. I sense mm. a but. Go yeah. on, let's talk about well, the I... very well, Ben.
1: Well, I don't really get it. I mean, I can understand people who want a range extender car because if they're new to electric and they panic about where they're going to be able to charge and things, it's a, a nice, attractive backup that you can pour petrol into the thing and it will carry on going. I get that. But it's just not very efficient. So if you just run it purely on electric and it will do 53 miles on electric only, then it's got a, a, an efficiency rate of 29 miles per kilowatt hour, which is the same as a Rolls-Royce Spectre. So if you're running it every day backwards and forwards, it's, it's not very... And you know, it's, you'll know you get almost twice that out of so something like an electric Corsa. And then you think, well, okay, well, what's it like on petrol? So you run it on petrol. So if you've run out of your electricity or you're one of those people who has a, a plug-in hybrid just for the tax reasons and you never plug it in and you just use the petrol engine it's going to do 29 mpg and that's the official figure now 29 mpg is the same as a petrol range rover sure. so you've got a car which <laughs> when it's an electric car is the same as economical as a rolls-royce and when it's a petrol car is as economical as a range rover but it's the same size as like a, a Vauxhall Mocker. so i yes. don't get it if you combine the two and you do a journey on both then you get, I mean, I got sort of 60 MPG out of it, but that's no better than a Honda Jazz hybrid. So I just don't get it.
2: That was very eloquently put, Tom. And, you know, the negatives are shining through there, but it's got a cork interior. And that means it's very, very cool. That's very true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No! Says the man who... Well, well, my <laughs> question, red chinos.
2: Yeah, I am fond of red chinos. Um, but my question, sorry, I, if I'm talking too much, do to you say? Um, but my question to Tom is: We've already been here, haven't we, with the BMW i3 Rex? Now, is is it better or worse, or just as good as that car?
1: Um, well, the BMW, I mean, they don't sell that car anymore because it didn't make much sense for them, um, mm. and people didn't really need it because the electric battery got better and. You could do 200 miles on, on in an electric car alone, so it didn't make much sense. Um, but I think the BMW was less refined because once the they used a two-cylinder motorbike engine, and when that kicked in, it was a bit noisy. <laughs> it and the, was quite um, noisy, though, wasn't it? Yeah. In the Mazda, it's quite refined. It's very strange. When, when you're driving on the motorway and the engine kicks in, uh, a couple of us commented independently that it sounds like someone's using a drill on their masonry you know they're putting in some big cables or something through the wall about two rooms away so it's a real like, what's that is something wrong with the cup no that's the noise the engine makes it's
3: and supposed they also, to sound like
1: that yeah they also <laughs> pipe in an artificial thing to make it sound a bit more sporty it's it's odd mm.
0: Um, you know how on the site, on the website over at electrifying.com, if you haven't been over there recently, where we have all our full reviews and where Tom's review of this car will be, we always Mazda. have like a, a Ginny says and a Nicola says or a Tom says and a Nikki says. I could sum up that car in three words and it would say clutching at straws. Because that's mm. what Mazda are doing with this, aren't they? They're just clutching yeah. at straws to try and do I something. I don't you know, I don't do know what they
1: yeah, I mean, that rotary engine thing, I don't know why they just don't like, cut an MX-5 engine in half or something and use that because it would be more efficient and probably more reliable. I mean, I don't know about the rotary engine. May I suggest one, that the they, actually
0: in, they actually instead perhaps put their focus into making an electric car that will do more than you know 90 miles in winter because that actually might be useful in, in the first place. They're not, they're not really nailing it when it comes to electrification, are they? Let's face it.
1: No, it it just seemed like a a a bad solution to an to a a problem that wasn't really there. It's a bit like sort of I don't know, saying you can cook your Sunday roast in an oven that runs on electricity, or you can cook it in one that runs on gas. But we've come up with a new one, and it uses candles or something. It can still do the (laughs) job, but just not as efficiently. Or well, I I I, I don't see the point. I mean, unless you're a candle fan, (laughs)
0: unless you're a candle fan. So, so, that's really funny. So, so Batch, what have you been up to? What have you been? What...
2: I've been sitting at my desk like Tom has a little bit, really, and just playing through a lot of news and features and and various bits and bobs because that's what I tend to do. I tend to work a little bit in the background for Electrifying, so I'm sort of doing little bits here and there. And so I haven't been out too much. But last week, me and Nicola were driving the Citroen Ami buggy, weren't we? So yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. And I know there's a difference of opinion about the Ami.
3: What, what, do you, what do you think about it? Do you hate it? Don't start this fight. Do you hate it?
2: <laughs> no, I, no, I love it. I love it. I do love it. Okay. I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> we, know, we know it makes no sense whatsoever. It's very expensive for what it is. Um, it's hugely flawed. But, I mean, come on. You've just, you've just got to love it, I think. Because it, it, it just shows Citroen got a sense of humour. Haven't they? And um, I just—I think it's just a great little thing, and especially in buggy form, I, it's just—it's just you can't not drive it with a smile on your face, can you?
3: Yeah, I agree. It's a stupid little thing. It's a stupid machine, but I—I I love every inch of it. I love the fact that the doors are like an entrance to a funfair ride, and I love the fact that the seats aren't seats. They are definitely just chairs with a little <laughs> bit of cushioning on them. Love that i love that the steering wheel comes with a rubbish little bum bag i think it's brilliant (laughs) (laughs) there's so much charm to it it's a
2: cracking little thing and for doors you've got gates haven't you because the the doors they remind me of the little of those gates that you you know when you walk into sainsbury's or tesco's or waitrose if you're ginny um (laughs) and you get those little those gates that you walk through that's what that reminded me of in the buggy in the ami buggy
0: Uh, and what about you nick what have you been driving
3: I well actually uh, yesterday spent the day with Tom. Um, it was lovely actually. Uh, what what I've learned is that Tom lives in what we can only describe as Leaf Street. So Tom is very very proud of his Nissan Leaf. He's had it for a very very long time and he loves it. And essentially, from Tom moving into this village, getting himself a Nissan Leaf, someone else went, "Hey, what's that?" And they then got themselves a Nissan Leaf, and then. I spent the day just driving around Tom's Little Village, meeting lots of people that all own a Nissan Leaf because their neighbours have bought a Leaf and then their friends have bought a Leaf. And there's, I I kid you not, you can't even make this up, there are three houses, right, where there is a Leaf, a Leaf, a Leaf, because she bought one, so he bought one because of that, and then they bought one because of that, and then there's someone else who bought a Leaf. And it's complete Leaf madness in Tom's Village, and I love it.
0: It's such a good story that, but I think what it, it brings it back to that thing that we know that people have got loads of worries about switching to electric cars. And I know that all four of us drive loads of electric cars, we live with them at home. We've all had our pain points over the years, but we, we're kind of used to it now, we just get on with it. But I think if you're somebody and this is this is really new technology, isn't it? We're asking people to change loads of habits. And none of us like doing that. We're creatures of habit, aren't we? Nobody wants to do anything different. And I think that by having that chat with somebody in the pub over a pint, going, "Oh yeah, so okay, so you, oh, so you do what? Oh, and, and, you, oh, and you don't get, you know, you don't get stranded. Oh, and oh, and it's actually not that expensive to run when you're off your off-peak tariff." That really is, I think, such a reassuring way for people to find out about electric cars. Um, and I think you know that that just shows you it's just word of mouth. It's just spread, hasn't it?
3: Well, I have to say that. The favourite neighbour of Tom's that I met was a a really lovely old, old dude named Ivor. Right. What a legend this guy is. Okay. so the way his brain went, he had on his windowsill a tiny little um, daisy that was powered by solar, solar power. So it sits on his windowsill and the solar power makes the daisy kind of dance like this. Right. And then it made him go, well, if the solar power can make the daisy do that, surely the solar power can do more. He's got solar panels now, right, on the top of his garage. Got himself a Nissan Leaf because he does very minimal miles every day because he's just it's him and his lovely wife and his plants and he just potters around and then pops to the shops. He basically runs his car completely running on solar power. And it's so lovely that it all started from this little daisy dancing on his windowsill that he went, I've got an idea. He was so lovely.
2: But also, Tom, you do realise you don't work for Nissan anymore. You don't have to do their PR for them. You do know this, don't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it, it works. You know, it's uh, it's everybody is really pleased with their Leafs. They love them.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of electric cars in that village. A lot. Let's stay with the subject of Nissan at the moment and just about people loving cars because one of the things, so we we had to do a car swap this week. Mm. So I've been driving a Skoda Enyaq for about six months and I'm not even going to keep going on about it because I've talked about it quite a lot on this podcast because I really do love that car. Mm, a lot great. and Tom has had a Nissan Aria for about the same amount of time and we swapped cars and then we phoned each other and were like I hate your car I want my car back your car your car doesn't ride like my car it wasn't quite as, as vicious as that but it but it's it's a really interesting thing that the things that I love about my Skoda Enyaq were not positives to Tom. And the things that Tom liked about how his Nissan Aria, you know, rode and how it handled and how it steered were not necessarily characteristics that I like in a car. And it just got us thinking about how, actually it can be really hard, can't it, to review cars sometimes because it ultimately comes down to what you personally want from a car. Mm -hmm. And there are so few bad cars these days. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the day, there used to be cars that were just bad. And there just aren't that many bad, bad cars anymore, are there? I don't know what I don't know what you think about that on batch. Whether you just find yourselves completely disagreeing with people's views of a car because it's just not necessarily what you're looking for.
2: No I do I, I've I've had really quite violent arguments with other colleagues when they don't agree with me <laughs> about cars, um, and which which really makes me think this is why like test drives, when you go to a car dealership, the test drive is really, really important. And it shouldn't just be a 10-minute a squirt around the block. It should be a day or two days living with something. And, um, you know, and I know there's a lot of discussion about electric cars. You know, they, um, you know quite a lot of them are similar. The technology is very similar between the cars. And in the future, it will be very easy to place your order online and then the car just turns up at your house and you've bought it. I just I just don't think we're there yet and I think the the idea of having the test drive living with it do you like the ride is the infotainment system really easy to use how easy is it to get your dog in and out the boot all of those things are really really important
0: yeah it's it's such a good uh, you know a good comment to make that because it is that thing that you know it, what it was it was just so remarkable that as we, we were having like a to and fro conversation weren't we tom and and i was mm. saying oh i i just don't like it it's just too you know it's too bouncy it's picking up all the all the potholes on the roads like you know didn't like it at all and you were like but that's comfortable no that's comfortable mm. and i was saying oh the steering's too light no it's not your steering's dreadful on the aria i don't okay. know it, I, it, it's 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 interesting
1: I think a lot of it is if you drive a car for a long time, you get used to it and then that becomes your, your norm. Um, and then if you get into something else, you think that's possibly bad. But also, I mean, my car's just better. I can understand that some of the luxuries, but, you you, you uh, feel spoiled uh, by Ginny and uh, maybe you feel that, you know, that, that just, some of the NX
3: i I have actually driven both things, cars and I... You know, I feel like I, I can sit in the middle and I can find holes with both of your cars. I mean, I, so I drove Tom's area, Right. And the first mm-hmm. thing that bugged me is the fact that as soon as you sit in the I said this to Tom, I was like, that's really annoyed me. As soon as you sit in the car, the chair doesn't move. <sighs> right? Stays in its position. And I have to yeah. stretch my leg to get my foot on the brake to switch the, to put the power on. And then the chair moves into place. Whereas in my Genesis Juvio 60, which I'm very much enjoying at the moment, I sit in the car. The moment the door is shut, my chair moves forward, ready for me to put the foot on the brake to switch it on. It's the little simple thing that really bugged me in that area. That really bugged me.
2: It would be a lot easier if you had a manual seat adjustment, wouldn't it, really? Just go, go through your legs, pull, <laughs> it, pull the lever, pull it forward. There we yeah, are, job done. No, there's an electric
1: rubbish,
0: honestly. No. No.
1: no. Well, the Enyaq I, has electric seats, but it's one of the very few luxuries it does have. It's, uh... <laughs> I, I love was like, I how like, how do I get the boot to go down? Well, I have to, I have to pull it down myself. Oh. oh. <laughs> I, I love both of
2: them. I love the both Enya. of them. But if I had to choose, it would be the Enyaq for me. I love the Enyaq. Although I do have to say... If you are looking for a car that can tow extremely well, and I say this with my Tow Car of the Year judge hat on, then this Anari is the best and recently won the Tow Car of the Year competition. So if you need to tow stuff, you've got to go Ah. for it
0: this is this is like you know not saying that the aria is a bad car the aria is an excellent car i think it's got a really lovely interior and i completely get you on that tom you know it's nice and luxurious and it all you know materials are lovely but for me you know i thought the brakes were really soft when it wasn't in e-pedal i thought it struggled to get a bit settled on the road it didn't feel massively composed and and i did think I mean, okay i've obviously been driving the aria for the uh, Enyaq for a long time and i uh, but you know we're in and out of different cars all the day time and I think ultimately it does just come back to the fact that you know we all have different opinions and going back to what Batch said it's really important you know don't just buy a car purely online without having sat in it and driven it because you might be in for a shock Hmm. because we can't even agree amongst ourselves no but do you remember
3: we had a major disagreement on the ID3 and how the ID3 rides
0: because you completely disagree with everybody
3: don't you
0: (laughs) I think it rides quite nice I was vindicated recently because I was on a launch because this is the, uh, with, with some journalists from another publication. And I was like, I'm, this has become my bugbear now, the ID3, because I was literally <laughs> the only member of the team that was like, no, I'm just not keen on the ride. And somebody said to me from another publication, I completely agree. I don't like the way it rides either. <gasps> been, I, was, I was vindicated. I was Who vindicated. was it? Name drop. Who was it? It was, it was John McElroy from Auto Express. Um, James,
2: oh, can't you put your hand you can't up. Go on, John. go on. Well, no, I was going to say, I don't like the ride in it either. I think it's too bouncy and just all over the place. Honestly, I do. And I think, but to me, it, that just sums up that the ID3 has been the most disappointing car I've driven for years. And even with the recent model, it hasn't got any better. Um, and I just feel as though that car was rushed through... None of the problems were ironed out on there. The ride is terrible. The quality is horrible. It's just a nasty car. I'm sorry VW, but I'm not a fan.
0: Okay, all right. So we're in the yeah. same club, batch. Obviously, we, we we were taught we were taught the same
2: way. We were, <laughs> we were. When we first started off. That's me banned <laughs> from driving. Yeah. VW, I haven't even driven anyone,
1: so I'm yeah. abstaining.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know, um uh, so i actually on the subject of ew so i have been to drive to not strive to see a, a secret car this week um so it's a car that i can't really tell you about but i'm going to tell you a bit about it um so it's this this Citroen ec3 so i've been to sort of see that and to film with it ahead of it being launched in a couple of weeks so i can tell you the stuff because we do already know bits and pieces about it and obviously it's going to have um we know it will have sort of just under 200 miles of range, something around that, it's going to be priced around sort of 21, 21 and a half thousand pounds, they're saying 25,000 euros is what they've said um and i've actually of course seen it and prodded around it and poked and had a good look at it and i and i do think you know we've we talked on the podcast i think it was either last week or the week before about that awful phrase it's a game changer it's uh, you know it's you know it's a horrible phrase that gets bandied around isn't it in the industry but i do think with this one it is a game changer because this is a good quality car that has got room for a family in it and it's going to be I say affordable in the loosest possible way because I know we start from an extremely high bar with electric cars, but it will be the most affordable electric car on the market when it goes on sale next year. And then it got me thinking that actually, VW with the ID two. What's taking them so long, you know? So, because that, that's not going to come to market till like 2025. And I do think that the um, it's actually going to be uh, revealed in about, I think it's the 17th of October and the video will go live then. And there's an awful lot to say about that car. And it's going to be quite exciting to see what reactions people have to that.
3: Interesting. Oh, I'm looking forward to it because if that's the price range they're saying, then... Mm you can you can already as soon as you said 21 my my brain went oh oh yeah <laughs> because for an ev that's that is reasonably priced as much as it still sounds
0: expensive is. that is reasonably priced well they're saying sub twenty five thousand euros and off my kind of rough rough workings out on a calculator that's kind of where it will be and i obviously can't tell you much more than that yet so i better be quiet in case i break an embargo and say too much because i don't want to <laughs> okay. do that um, Nicola, you, you put something out on social this week that made me laugh because you were getting really, cr- you're really irritated. <laughs> so, <laughs> about. Right.
3: As car people, I don't know if you also spot things in TV and film that just really irritate you when it comes to cars. And you're like, oh, that's, that's really bugged me. So yes. last night I was watching The Morning Show. Very good show on Apple TV, by the way. I'm halfway through season three. Uh, I've still got a couple of episodes to catch up on. It's very good. And it was a big dramatic moment. Reese Witherspoon goes out to the boot of the car, puts her stuff in, and she then physically shuts the boot when it's clearly an electrified boot lid. And you hear you hear the car go, The car was even complaining about the fact that she couldn't just press the button to shut the boot. Now, I appreciate, okay, in the world of TV and film, they probably didn't want to hear the boot beeping. That's probably what it was. Or maybe to kind of add drama, she needed to shut the boot and look but when it comes to an electrified boot list, you just can't. And I watched it, I was like, just press the button, huh? That's you got to do, it's not difficult. It really bugged me.
2: <laughs> you say that, you say that, they don't want to put the bleep in, but this is another bugbear of mine in TV shows. There are two bugbears. The first one is, whenever somebody walks away from a car, and they flip the, the, the lock button, they all have the same lock, don't they? Beep, beep, like that. And they've dubbed it over. Because no. I've never heard a car that goes <laughs> beep, beep. I've, it's just never happened, you know? Never? No. And the second thing that drives me mad, but and it's, not, it's, it's, ju- it's, it's continuity, isn't it? Because we're car people, you recognise continuity. And I think the worst one of recent times for me, it was like the last episode of Line of Duty or something, and the main character got in a voxel, drove away. And the next shot, a jaguar pulled up and she got out of a jaguar. It's like, I mean, come on, guys. It's not difficult. <laughs> it? so, That's quite a I nice upgrade, you. isn't it? I, I, I hear you, Nicola. Yeah.
3: I hear you. <laughs> Do you know what is pretty cool, though? So when, um, so back when I was working on the the former channels that uh, we all used to work on, um, I've spotted, because uh, somebody tagged me on Twitter going, I'm pretty sure you reviewed this car. So actually, an old Press Fleet car, an old Renault Arcana that I right. reviewed, is now part of the regular drive-around on Coronation Street.
0: Don't
3: you know? <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's now part of the
0: Coronation Street car collection that's just... Randomly driving around the street. So there you go. I regularly get people sending me listings from um, you know, uh, uh, various car sites for secondhand cars where they say, oh, you reviewed this you know, MGF back in 1990 whenever. I get that quite a lot, which just makes me feel <laughs> quite depressed because it reminds me of how old I am. <laughs> well, you don't look it. Don't all mm-hmm. leap to defend me, will you? I By just me.
3: defended you. I just I said don't don't do you don't look, look it. it.
0: Um, right, we're, ne- we're nearly um, at our kilowatt half hour and I just wanted to go through some of the comments We've had some, We have had. some great comments to the podcast So thank you so much for the support that you've given it and I know you're listening to it not just on YouTube but on other platforms as well and we get some brilliant comments Have we all? Have we, have we found any comments that we liked and we want to go with the comments? I've got a couple let me, of comments Yeah, let me just well, open up a couple
3: I mean, my, my <laughs> favourites I mean, we have to we have to mention it for for the sake of Manos, who's not here today um, that as soon as, as soon as the Citroen Ami buggy video went live somebody, somebody commented saying Manos be cute as hell
0: and Manos is very oh. happy with that comment oh. <laughs> Manos is cute as hell he we, is. We've been trying to, he's lovely and we'll be, we're just. but he, I was saying to him again today please come on the podcast he's like no they've not heard me speak <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll keep trying we'll keep trying we'll Tom have you gone. got any comments that have caught your eye?
1: There was the one about your your, um, your wall, which we can't see today because you're, you're oh. elsewhere, but uh, uh, what was the brilliant comment about um, the uh, uh, you've put back your decoration from 2030 to 2035? <laughs> <laughs>
0: brilliant. <laughs> uh, my, my personal favourite from the comments was a suggestion that on my wall, which will be painted at some point, I should also stand still above the door, build your dreams. Just as a little bit, do, oh, yeah.
3: do it. We
1: right. but, but but should I probably quite quickly like explain that. this for you, batch, and for anyone else who hasn't seen it. That normally, where Ginny does her podcast, there are two like tester pot marks on the back yeah. wall. which I think have there's been three, there isn't there? For the past 30 years, you know, it's um, and <laughs> yeah. uh, they, well, no, my- you can't paint them over now, they're, they're your trademark, like your trousers, batch. <laughs> the trademark.
2: well as a man of color I would say Ginny because I have seen it and I've seen the comments and I personally would go for the dark blue because I think the that the the ochre mustard color would clash with the cupboard so that's my um that's my color view there so uh, take um, note
0: well you have a dark blue wall behind you and actually that is the color I'm leaning towards but I'm still waiting for my dad to come down Oh, dad's got to do it. Right, of course. (laughs) Dad's got to do it. I'm not doing it. Um, There there was a really, there was a sort of an interesting comment that came in for me and it was from somebody in San Diego who had written a few comments on the podcast and saying, really, apologies. They didn't want to come off like a hater. But the point was that, you know, we do talk about all these cars and we're constantly talking about, you know, using cars and new cars and trading cars in for different models. And actually, we really should be thinking about, how we own cars and the long-term car ownership and how cars are produced. And it was, there actually, it was a really, really thoughtful comment. And I can't find the person's name. I know that it was, uh, it was Karen from, that's it, Karen from San Diego. And, um, and it just got me thinking about actually something that we probably don't talk about enough um, and we should mention on the podcast, which is our Green Hero award because it is something that we've really thought about at electrify and we know that when it comes to the emissions um over and over a lifetime of a car a lot of those are made in the manufacturing process and of course the, the longer you can keep cars for on the roads the better because you know we need to you know we, we need to uh, use things as much as we can so we created this green hero award didn't we tom um so do you mm. want to just explain tom what that is because i um you, you do it so much better than me
1: <laughs> uh well we look at it um in the manufacturing process. So we know that there are certain electric cars that might be very efficient when they're being used, but they're shipped from China and you don't know where the materials have come from. And at the same time, there are certain manufacturers and BMW is the first one we looked at um, where they do things like lots of recycling. They, they get the energy from uh, from solar panels and from wind turbines, and they take their water from a river rather than shipping it in, and then they make sure it's clean and it goes back in. and we just felt that they were doing all these things and they weren't getting any credit for it from customers or from the media. So we, we got some other experts in to make sure we weren't being having the wool pulled over our eyes to, to look at these manufacturing processes and to say, yeah, that's, that's absolutely kosher. They're, they're absolutely um, doing these things for real and it's making a difference. So uh, it's, uh, I think, vitally important. And I hope that kind of the legislation in future takes that into account as well and they get some sort mm-hmm. of tax breaks or something.
3: I don't know if you know this as well uh, about BMW, but little things like, you know, when they do car shows, like say you go to Goodwood, uh, like Festival of Speed or Revival or whatever. Uh, when I had a uh, I had a lovely chat with with Helen, who who works at, at BMW while was at Goodwood and their whole setup, everything that they had was all completely recyclable everything was eco-friendly down to the the plants that they were using will be replanted the wood that they were using is being reused for something everything was all being reused and everything had been thought about in Mm. the entire area that they were using which I thought was just a really nice thing to think about that they weren't banging on about it it was just one of those moments that I went isn't this lovely and then she told me about it but they didn't kind of they didn't preach it but they were doing it because they should be doing it and that's it which I thought was really nice.
0: I mean, they are doing it. More companies sh- should be doing it. The sad thing is that when we first gave out that award and we said so we worked with um, Andy Palmer, who great industry figure, and we worked with the consultancy. Why on that? We only gave it to two car companies. We gave it to Nissan, for the Leaf for its production up in Sunderland and we gave it to BMW and there's actually a third company now has got it, Citroen actually got it for the Ollie concept car because of just uh, what that was doing which was so groundbreaking about using recycled materials and really thinking about the future life of the car. Um, But I think we're hearing it more that aren't we Batch, I'm sure in the conversations you have with people you're hearing them talking much more aren't you about um, you know the whole ecosystem.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why um what you're doing with the Green Award is so important because it is very much the in thing at the moment. Every car manufacturer is talking about net zero, you know, there's fewer emissions at their factories, all of these things. And the problem is there are probably some very important messages that people are saying, but it's just lost in this this sort of just this shout of everybody saying, We're doing this, we're doing that, and and I'm sh- I think, I think. you know, um, there are probably a few car makers who are probably just tweaking the truth a little bit um, in some instances. So, um, And as, as I'm sure you've discovered, it's very difficult to cut through a lot of the noise and actually get to the, the true facts. So um, it is really important because there are, I know plenty of people who, um, they're considering choosing an electric car, but they want it to be the most sustainable option. If they're going to make this leap they're going, to, they're going to really change what they're buying next time round and they're going to change their lifestyle. They want it to be a, a step for the better. They want it to be a change for the better. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting at the moment.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. So any final thoughts from anyone? What are you all up to over the next week before we come back next Friday? Anything exciting going on? Tom, what you uh, Monday,
3: I'm off to oh. Germany to go and drive the new,
0: drive the new course at e. On Monday, Ooh. that'll be nice. That will be nice. Tom, you, what are you up to next no, week? No, I'm changing the desk anything?
1: next week. No, change to the to desk.
0: desk. Well, I've got my desk. area
1: back, so I'm happy.
0: You'll be <laughs> kissing it and hugging it.
1: I'll be cleaning it. <gasps>
0: Oh, bless Tom, you sent my car back cleaned. That was such a nice thing to do. He might not love my Enyaq, but he sent it back to me in in a much more pristine condition that it was dropped off with him.
1: It was a bit of a health hazard, so I had to...
0: Well, I think on that note, we will wrap up this episode of the Kilowatt Half Hour. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're not already, please do subscribe because it does make a difference. And then you also know when all our latest videos have landed. Uh, But from all of us for this week, goodbye. See you soon. Bye. Bye.